Hey, comedy fans, welcome to another edition of the Comedy at the Carlson cast. I'm your host, Vinny Paulino. Our guest today, returning to the studio, Mark Norman. Today's episode is brought to you by our good friends at Three Heads Brewing, the makers of Rochester's most delicious beer. Remember, drink responsibly, do good things, and always be kind. And now let's kick it over to the studio, and let's get this show started. My guest today is a critically acclaimed comedian. He's been a fixture of late-night TV for the better part of a decade, and his latest special, Out to Lunch, that's right, the full special is available on YouTube free of charge. He's our headliner this weekend, and in my opinion, he's the best joke writer out there right now. It's Mark Normand, everybody. Ah, come on. Have you heard of Dead Fan? I have. All right. I stand by my statement. <laughs> Thank you. And this is quite an operation you got here. This is so professional, a countdown, a live feed. I wish I was, uh, you know, better dressed. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Sorry. I got a coffee stain here. I got a half a boner. Uh wrinkly pants i'm sorry it's it's just fine i want to ask you an honest question and i feel like this is the second time you've done the show that maybe you, you'll open up to me on this sure i'm an how, open pamphlet how much do you hate doing these shows <laughs> well to me it's all about getting there and doing it once i'm in it i'm okay but it's like ah, oh, you gotta get picked up then you gotta chit chat with the queef in the in the accord and then uh we talk about how'd you get started what's your uh, process how do you come up with jokes so it's it's one of those things where i'm like ah it's just the same but if you come with something new then i'm all in okay Okay. So you got to do that. Have you been told you look like Dilbert? I'm sure you've gotten that. Many times. All right. Sorry. I've been told like I look like midlife crisis Drew Carey. I get uh, all sorts of stuff. You're better looking than Drew. Thank you. Yeah. He should be. He should take that as a compliment. <laughs> well, he should also host this show and I'll trade with him anytime. Well, he's doing fine. Yeah. Well, where do we start here? Now there's a lot of pressure on me. <laughs> well, I was trying to throw the pressure at you, Mark, but now it's I'll, coming back to me. I'll take the pressure, but I'll answer any question you got. But I'm just saying I think you'll have a better chance of bigger listenership if you mix it up oh god yeah yeah because yeah, yeah. you could hear that i could just give you a link to another pod you know because they all ask the same questions well i don't want to ask you the same question i hope so not let me ask you this then hit me fatty what do you want to talk about today <laughs> let's see um i could talk comedy all day but then i don't know if anyone else cares about that like it, COVID seems a little done. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you, you watching Squid Game? I have not watched Squid Game yet. Oh, it's fun. Now, that's the premise of this show is uh, people are poor and they sign up to play video games yeah, to make money. Exactly. Okay. And, and the guy shop. This is what I love about the show. I love the back part of the show. The the backstory. The guy shopped it around for ten years. Couldn't get a a wink, a nod, a tee hee, a nothing, and. Netflix is like, all right, we'll take it. Now it's the biggest show ever been on Netflix. A hundred million people have watched it all over the world. And I just love that people are that clueless <laughs> that they can't see something that people might like. It took 10 years. Thank God the guy didn't just kill himself after the first year, which most of us would have done. Right. Most people go, hey, it's like hitting on a girl. You know, hey, she doesn't like me. I'll move on. Otherwise, if you keep persisting for 10 years, you'd go to jail. Right. But with art... Thank God he persisted. Thank God he knew it was good. And thank God Netflix bought it eventually. So that's an interesting uh, question for you. Uh, you don't feel like there's a lot of quality things coming, being produced these days? No, no, not really. Yeah. I think uh, there, there are some good stuff, but there's so much bad. It's like throwing a, a dart at, at like a globe. Like, maybe we'll get something here. And 
I, I just think it's a Netflix has become like a grab bag, and everybody's sifting through all this entertainment. HBO Max, Hulu, Amazon. You got Apple. You got to get Apple. And it's like, I don't know. There's like one good show on each one, but you got to have them all. That's true. Imagine going to a grocery store and being like, I got to get this from Whole Foods, this from Kroger's, this from Trader Joe's. Like, that's a nightmare. It is. But that's TV now. Okay. Now, your special, you decided to release directly to YouTube. Yeah, yeah, I had to. No, no one else, would, <laughs> no one would buy it. So I, that was with like a last-ditch effort. Well, I honestly think it was quite brilliant to do it that way. Well, it worked out in my favor, but it was a failure at the time. Okay, okay, yeah. so you turned it around. Yeah, yeah, we're, and now I'm so glad it's on there. I have friends who did a Comedy Central hour, and I was jealous. I was like, man, they got a, a name behind it, and they got a couple bucks, and I have no name, and I have no bucks, and I had to do it on my own, but now I own it. So you ever heard that old story about the guy who breaks his leg, he falls off a horse, and he goes, ah, oh, it's the worst day of my life. I got to sit up on the porch in a cast, and I can't do anything, and then a war breaks out, and everybody goes to war, and he doesn't go because his leg's broken, and then he lives, and they all die. Yeah. That's how I feel. So all the other comedians who uh, did the specials that they don't own are... They're all in dead. Essence, dead. Dead to me. No, I'm just kidding. They're doing great, too, and they're all funny. Not all of them, but uh, most of them are funny. And, uh, yeah, just different strokes. And, again, maybe that's why I have so much bitterness and, and anal because of the squid game, because I didn't get picked up either. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I just tapped into that. Stop Asian hate. Also, I funny how we watched this show about Asians getting slaughtered when just a couple months ago it was like, oh my God, Asians, which just it's proves it. Inter- it's the number one show in the world. And, and 10, 10 minutes ago, we were like, hey, Asian people, be nice to them. Uh, so we watched videos of people beating the fuck out of Asians in Manhattan. And uh, now we're like, that's horrible. And now we're like, but this is entertainment. It's uh, It just proves that entertainment isn't real. When people get mad about comedy, you go, it's not real, it's jokes. Well, you say that a lot, and I think you have one of the greatest catchphrases in all of entertainment. Comedy. <laughs> it's pretty yeah, amazing. Well, that's a, isn't that weird? Like, I've tried to have catchphrases. It's like trying to go viral. If you yeah. try, it won't happen. But you slip down the stairs on some roller skates, and your, uh, your dick falls out, and you're like, oh, man, I just went viral. But you couldn't plan that. You couldn't. And I, I think with comedy, it just clicked. I was saying jokes, and nobody was getting it. And I was like, comedy, folks. This is comedy. Everybody get on board or or don't. Like, I'm not actually, I don't actually think the Holocaust isn't real. It's comedy. And uh, it just stuck. Now, how do I say this? They say the fearless comics are the ones that are always remembered. Is that right? They do. They say the fearless comics are the ones people remember. All right. Well, Lenny Bruce, Pryor, sure. Carlin, The Eddie guys who, who dug deep. Yeah. They went in there and they found the flaws within them. They were fearless about it. And they didn't just say... Oh, my mom was a prostitute. Oh, my mom was this. Right. They go in there and they mine the humor out of it in a mm. very fearless way. I feel like in a lot of ways you do the same thing. Mm. Um, wow. Thanks. I do. I don't know how deep you – I don't think uh. you necessarily go as deep, but you take any topic. You're completely fearless yeah. in, a, in a topic. So I guess my question is do you think about that when you're selecting your material? Do you ever think, oh, this one will get people talking? Or no. does it just naturally come to you and that's the way you go? Well, I think it's a, it's a good question there. I think it's a... I think comics are... Our wires are a little frayed. You know, like we, we're kind of numb. 
So you, you want to talk about the weather or uh, your cat or your aunt or, or Susie at the job is annoying. We all just glaze over and, and like go comatose. But if you want to talk about the Holocaust or KKK or abortion or miscarriages, I'm, I'm like glued. I'm, I'm all ears. So uh, I think I just think about the. I got a new KKK bit I'm, I'm cooking with. And some people might go, why are you talking about the KKK? Are you pro-KKK? You, are you into them? And I'm like, no, they're fascinating. They're a bunch of guys in sheets who hate people for no reason. And it's, it's they burn shit on a lawn. It's bananas. Yeah. How is that not fascinating? Well, it's like you take these hot button topics and add a nuance to them that not a lot of comics are able to do. Mm. Where you're able to get people to think past just hearing the words and getting into here's where the funny is. Oh, you think? And that's I, a compliment. I appreciate it. Thanks. I mean, I'll I, take it. I do mean that completely as a compliment. And well, uh, it's a genuine wonder. You know, you hear Howard Stern, you're like, this is a great interview because he's actually curious. Yeah. And I feel the same way about my job. I'm actually genuinely curious. Like, what's what's going on here? Yeah. You're a student of you're a student of everything. Well, I don't know about that. I know I can't speak Mandarin, but uh, I I'm a comedian, comedy student for sure. All right, fair enough. Fair enough. Everything's a big. I mean, no one's a student. Of everything. That's maybe an autistic kid. When do you scrap a joke? When it bombs a bunch. Okay. But sometimes you go, this joke is bombing, but I know there's something here, and I'm not catching it. You know, Bill Burr once said, you know, you, you want to be like this, but he's like, you're doing this. And you you could inch away from doing that, a millimeter away from connecting, but you're not connecting. And you got to find that. I had this whole thing about trans people. Some people don't want to shit next to a trans person. You always hear that. Right. And I, my, I had this whole angle, and it wasn't really working. And then it just hit me in the shower, and I was like, I don't want to shit next to my girlfriend because I like her. And I don't want her to think I'm gross. Right. So wouldn't you rather shit next to people you don't respect? <laughs> You know, it seems sure. weird to not. You hate trans people, so you should want to shit next to them because you don't give a fuck. Right? They're they're beneath you in your eyes. You could really blow some ass in there. Yeah, but right. if, if I got uh, Heidi Klum, I'm gonna be pinching a loaf. You know, sure. I'm gonna try to get it out clean, get it out quick, and get it out stink or not stinky. I'm gonna bring a Glade uh, plug in in there and spray some Febreze. Because like, I care about her. <laughs> <laughs> well. When you say things like that, when you say, like, you know, these people don't care about that, you're actually bringing up a good point. You're not saying that I don't care. No. You're adding the nuances. These people who are so upset, yeah. why aren't they thinking about this in a normal way? And I feel like that's the kind of joke that gets lost. Yeah, for in sure. Some now, yeah. Now. Yeah. That's what's so tough. Like, people are so – there's currency in being offended and being victimized and all that. So people are looking for it. So they're just like, oh, and it's almost like the guy with the – the metal detector on the beach, and he's like, oh, and you're like, ah, it's just a fucking uh, Coke can, dude. Relax. I but always, he's so excited. I always feel like it's just someone who has a button in front of them, and they're just like, oh, I'm waiting for it. Yeah, oh, same I'm thing. For it. Same thing. And then it's weird because, look, people are allowed to be offended. People are allowed to yell at you and hate, think you suck, and that's fine. I think I suck. Sure. But you got to be right about your accusation and – they want to be right so bad that they won't even listen. And that's when we all get lost. You know, when you go, you go, like an excellent point. It's a joke. I wasn't making, I'm not trying, I'm saying, I'm talking about the guy who's, and they go, no, no, you are. And you're like, you want me to be. That's even weirder. I thought you hated transphobes and you're hoping I am so you can keep yelling. 
But now you want people to be transphobic, ironically. Because you're worked up. Because you're worked up, so you want me to be the bad guy, but I'm not, and that bothers you because now you have no no purpose today. Your right. big purpose was shutting me down because I'm a tramp, but I'm not, and now you want me to be. But if you hate them, shouldn't you go, oh, great, okay, one less transphobe on the planet. But right. you, don't, you don't want that because it doesn't help your narrative. Right. So let me ask you this question. Uh-huh. You... Well, this one actually came in from a listener. Uh, Ooh. This one came in from Joe. He wants to know how big is too big to no longer do Legion of Skanks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's a funny podcast. Some people have a problem with it. Uh, they deem themselves as offensive. So you know what you're getting into. If you don't like it, just don't listen. Um, it's funny because they get called Nazis a lot, and two of them are big, fat heebs. So you're kind of like, uh, what are we doing here? But. Right. One's a Puerto Rican, two of them are uh, disgusting Jews. So it's uh, it's fascinating. It's it goes back to like you're a Nazi. Like I'm actually Jewish. Nah, you're a Nazi. It's like all right. Well, now you're not even listening. You right. know. And and by the way, calling someone a Nazi who's a Jew is wildly offensive. But you don't care about that because that doesn't help your thing. So I don't know. We could do this all day of like who's the actual bad guy and blah blah blah. But I don't know. Uh, too big to do Legion of Skanks, I guess, is when you're on a NBC sitcom and sure. you can't you can't get caught next to guys like that. I hear that's how uh, Eric Stone Street quit. Yeah, he just decided <laughs> yeah. it was too much. What a funny guy, by the way. Yeah, I've and heard. non-gay. That's an interesting thought. And so, isn't he appropriating? Like, it's it's weird because we have these kind of blurry rules but sometimes they're okay but sometimes they're not you know it, i think it's all in uh the eye of the beholder <laughs> with the combination Agreed. of the um with the combination of the portrayal is the portrayal right. oh, meant to be good point good I point guess. i don't know but you're right about the beholder thing because sometimes i'll say so this black guy and i can see the audience go oh What's he gonna say? Oh, he mentioned black people, and I'm like, whoa, you have some issues with uh, with black people. What what the hell was that? Like, I just said black guy, and you right. tightened your asshole. What happened in prison to you? You know, so it's kind of like you can't tell me I'm bad if you're going there. You know, if I show uh -huh. you a picture of a kid and you get a boner, you can't call me a pedophile. You you have some issues with with kid hotness. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> Am I wrong, or no, am I you're so not saying that it makes people uncomfortable? You're not wrong at all. So your style is, uh, I like to think of you, if I had to describe the way you do things, I kind of call it funny common sense, where there's, <laughs> there's like wow, a lot of, nice. like, it's just a lot of very basic ideas manufactured right. in like, just, here, dummy, like, yeah. here you go. Thanks. And I enjoy that. And I have to ask you, does that come from having like two lawyers as parents? Oh, hey, research. Uh, there it is, kids. Maybe, maybe. I'm. J I think it comes from being a little stupid, and <laughs> I just want to understand. I always just want to understand. I feel like I'm being lied to all the time, and I can't read between the lines very well. And I think so. My comedy is just me going. But you said this. You know, I don't see color. Well, I'm black. No, you're not. Aha. Uh -huh. That's that was like one of my first big jokes. Yeah. I don't see color, and obviously that's such clearly bullshit. But people sure. said it with such like confidence that I'm like, oh, they must believe that. So maybe they don't see color. And then when I call them on it and they know I'm not black, it kind of pisses me off. But they're going, I know, it's just a phrase, you idiot. And I'm like, oh, right, right, right. And I'm not good with that part. 
So okay. when people say big is beautiful and you go, you're fat as shit, and they go, fuck you. I'm like, well, I thought it was beautiful. What are we doing here? Are you right. lying to me or are you lying to you? And then people take me to the side and they go, of course, they're, they're, they know it's not beautiful. They're, you got to be nice. I'm like, oh, right, right. And so that part is where I get my comedy, but I think it's just because I'm a little dumb. I don't know if it's dumb. Or maybe uh, too literal or Aspergery or whatever it is. But I might go. I might lean into the Aspergery. Maybe that's it. I might lean into that. Yeah. I just feel like you're very brave, and I appreciate that. <laughs> you're a brave guy. You got to set balls. No, you really do. Um, there's not a lot of people who would even attempt to do a clan joke in 2021. What? Really? There's a, there's a lot of comics who would never try to do it. But clan, it's hilarious. Right. Inherently funny. I mean, a white hood with a wizard, a grand. I mean, it's all comedy. It's great. Yeah. That's why Mel Brooks did it. That's why Pryor did it. That's why Lenny Bruce did it. It's it's funny then. It's still funny. And you know, I'll do jokes about black people, and people go, "Why do you do jokes about black people? What are you crazy?" I'm like, "Well, they exist." I can only joke about what exists. Toothpaste exists. I got sure. a toothpaste joke. I got a joke about cars, and I got a joke about black people. They're all on the earth. It's all fodder. All right. Ah, I'm getting worked up, the coffee. Well, let me ask you this question. Please. If you had to sell your show to everybody watching right now, what would you say to them? Wait a minute. There's a couple tickets left. Oh, oh. If you have to sell your show this weekend... I'm going to put this on you. I always feel like I want to see the way you want to present yourself. Hey, I like that. That's a good... See, you got some stuff. You're prepared. You came in with the, uh, what do you want to talk about? And I was like, oh boy, here we go. It's going to be one of those. But you got stuff. Of course I've got stuff. <laughs> you never did. I, I listen. Got, you got I action it. figures. We got that down. We got plenty of those. Yeah. But here's my thing. is like you are one of those guys who I know you absolutely hate doing interviews. Wow. I know you do. This is fun. I'm having a good time. It's just well, like... You go, I could sit in bed and play with my taint, or I got to go in and talk to people. So, of course, you're going to go taint. Yeah. But this is nice to be here. Okay. All right. You're doing I a just, good job, uh, and he's cute. Adorable. Um, yeah. Uh, a little bit of BO, but what are you going to do? Uh, so, I'll keep him over there. Yeah. Yeah. Smart move. What the hell is I talking about? Oh, how would I present? Yeah. I'd go, a lot of jokes. Uh,. Hot button stuff, maybe, because that's for the the regular people, because uh, I don't think they're hot button, but okay. I get it. And, uh, yeah, jokes, funny, good time, stand-up comedy, traditional stand-up comedy. I don't even know. I don't know what I would say, but uh, maybe I'll do your thing. Funny, common-sense comic. All right. I don't know. I, I'm not good with me. Douchey, bad voice, you think he's going to be taller, uh... Six inch penis. Okay, I'm 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 running out of things. You said traditional comedy. Yeah. Why Why would you label yourself traditional comedy? Just because that means I have punchlines. So many people don't have punchlines. <laughs> so I just think that's. I thought that's what we we're supposed to do. You know. Yeah, you would think that that was the fact that we have to call that traditional comedy is really I know. what my I know my issue is. But I think that that. You, yeah, I would go with that. Traditional comedy. And there's people listening right now going, mm, what is that supposed to mean? And I'm like, well, that just means you don't have punchlines. Yeah. You know, I think a lot of comics, maybe it's an entitlement thing, maybe it's a generational thing, but a lot of comics are uh, very indulgent on stage. You know, they go up and they just, let me tell you about me. This is a little bit about me. I'm this. I'm that. I've been abused. I've been molested. I'm like, yeah, yeah, we all have. I, you know, I'm a pedophile survivor, whatever the fuck you want to call it. I don't give a shit, you know, and I'm not saying you shouldn't give a shit about yours, but I'm saying I don't have that in me to think the audience will give a fuck unless right. it's funny. 
You can talk about whatever you want. It's just got to be funny. Like, I, you know, you see these girls dancing on TikTok. I'm like, what do they have that I don't have where they think someone would want to see this? I don't ever think anyone would want to see me it's do that. It's a special gene. It's got to be. Yeah. Yeah. Special gene is a great uh, sitcom about a retarded kid. <laughs> special gene coming down the hallway. Oh, he slipped on a banana. Then he ate it. All right. Poor Gene. Yeah. Ever He's a good kid. So uh, one of the things I found that you're doing right now that is really interesting is the way that you embrace Patreon and what you're doing on that. Oh, thanks. A lot of people hate it. Really? Yeah, well, they're just like, more money? Jeez, these comics, all they ask for is money. And I'm like, well, you know, this could all go away at any minute. Uh, and people don't really like paying comics. Yeah, they don't. It's not, it's not a thing people... I uh, think that they should have to pay for a lot of the time. We're like porn stars. You know, they go, I got to buy porn? What, are you kidding? You know, just go fuck and put a clip up. And they go, just write a joke and put a clip up. So yeah. I guess I get it, but I I took the heat. I took the hit. Everybody made fun of me. Everybody trashed me online. Why? I read all the comments because I want to I wanna, I wanna know. And so I, I upped it. I said, okay, you're right. I'm not going to just do a clips. I'm going to do a, a solo podcast for just you guys listening, and I'm doing comedy classes. That's what I wanted to talk about. And videos. So I'm trying to give them more. You're doing an actual comedy class, workshops, on your Patreon. Yes. I think that is insanely valuable. It's pretty cool. Like I'm not saying I'm anybody special, but if I was a young comic or a comedy fan and... I don't know, some lower-level headliner was doing that. When I started, I would have been jerking off to it. I would have been all over it. Right. So. Well, it's interesting because there's a lot of experience. You're, uh, you've done pretty much every type of professional work there is in comedy. Mm -hmm. So you're definitely somebody who would listen to, I would listen to in a second when it came to your opinion. So check out Mark's Patreon, uh, patreon.com backslash Mark Norman. Thank you. Um, but I want to ask you, what are the things that you see in young performers that you kind of want to help them work out? Apart from being the indulgentness of themselves, apart from that, what are the things that you've seen that you think young comics should really start to focus on? I think about this a lot. I think uh, – and we all do it. I, do you do comedy? Yeah. Yeah. We all do it, and especially when we're new and young. I hosted for you the last time you were in oh, town. Oh, sorry. I'm a drinker. But uh, I thought it was Drew Carey. I don't know what I was thinking, yeah. but I uh, I see a lot of comics, and me included. Everybody does does this, but a lot they they hold on to this more now. Is blaming everything else but themselves. Mm -hmm. It's the room sucks. Th these people are dumb. They don't get me. It's because I'm a, a gay guy, or it's because I'm a woman, or it's because I'm black, or whatever. And it's like, yeah, those things all have flaws or not flaws but those things all have setbacks maybe but they also have perks too no one ever talks about the perks of like i used to open for a lot of women and they'd all be like i'm so glad i'm a woman this is great i stand out uh, you white guys are a dime a dozen i get to i get to be a novelty yeah and i'm like oh good point good point but now you can't really say that out loud people get mad but so sure there are some setbacks to being a certain way or doing a certain room but there's also perks you know like sure I was hanging out with a friend of mine. He's a black guy, and some lady started yelling at him, some white lady, about a joke. And he was like, bitch, don't white-splain me. And she was like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I'm not a racist. You know, and she panicked. And I was like, <laughs> that's black privilege. I can't do that. Right. I have to just listen to the white lady. And so, yeah, it sucks being <laughs> black. In a, it sucks being black in a lot of ways, but there are also upsides to it. I'm not saying the upsides are better than the down, but 
everything has ups and downs. So comics need to stop blaming everything else because also you want to be like, hey, dude, you bombed on six shows in a row. Maybe it's you. Maybe it's your material. Maybe mm -hmm. you don't write enough. Maybe you're not listening to the audience. So that that to me is a big thing. Like you could be bad too. It's not always other factors. So you got to take that in, and it's hard. I get that, but you got to listen to your set and go, "Ooh, no one is laughing." And remember, you are an entertainer. This isn't about you, really. This yep. is about them. They paid money, or they showed up, and stop yelling at the crowd. They're fucking here. Oh, there's eight people here. Who gives a fuck? Oh, oh you guys don't get it. Oh, you guys, that went over your head. You're like, everyone else killed. Yeah, they they're better than you think. Or and look, I'm not saying there's not bad audiences. Obviously, there are, but blame yourself. Always put it on you and try to kill. Some people go up in the first joke bombs and they go, fuck this, the whole thing's ruined. No, try to get them. Adapt. Some comics are great, but they can only do a certain kind of room. And if the room isn't perfect, they bomb. Yep. Try to adapt. Try to uh, mix and match, do other kinds of stuff. And uh, just write and listen to it and realize you suck. Yeah. That's maybe my big T-shirt. Realize you suck. That's your next catchphrase. Yeah, I'd buy that shirt too. Mm -hmm. So I think that the putting the onus on yourself is very important, and I think it should always go on you first as yeah. a performer. But it almost feels like society is going away from that. You know, it's just like everybody sucks. You guys, if you can't accept me at my worst, you don't deserve me at my best. Like that person is already a piece of shit. Yeah, you're already fucked in life. You want everybody to cater to the way you are, but you won't cater to them. I always say I used to work out of this rec center. It was like a bunch of poor people. Yeah. And it was like eight bucks a month. And there was this guy in there who would always play salsa music on a little shitty boom box. And everybody hated it. And he was an old Puerto Rican guy, so we let slide. But you're now you're working out like... Da -da 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 and you're like, God, this is brutal. One day, a guy came in, like a young black kid. He was blaring hip-hop. Yeah. And the Puerto Rican guy's like, what are you doing? And he's like, what are you doing? And they had the, they had this big fight about their music, and you're like you're both assholes, and you don't realize it because you just think me me me. This is my world, and to me that's a big part of kind of society now. So I think that is a as a microcosm of the whole thing. Yeah, that's a very interesting point. Yeah, they couldn't understand like I want to play my music, but so do I. Yeah, but it's my music, but it's my music, and they just couldn't get it. And I think that's. It's a metaphor. It is. It is. So uh, I guess the big advice there, kids, realize you suck. Yeah, and that's a collective you, meaning me, you, that guy, my mom, my dad. We all suck. Everybody, nobody's perfect. Sure. We used to say that all the time in the 90s. Nobody's perfect. Now, if you're not perfect, we'll figure it out and ruin your life. No, it's uh, you are perfect. <laughs> yes, yes, that's what it it's is. It's even more simple. You are perfect. Which is way more dangerous. Because you go, I'm perfect. Why would I need to work on myself? Why would I need to change? Everyone thinks they're Kurt Henning. <laughs> I don't know who that is. All right. Well, that was a great deep. That was a Who's deep, that? Mr. Perfect. He was a pro oh, wrestler back in the day. See, that's a great All pull, right. but I, I'm a, not a virgin. All right. Well, <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> Nothing wrong with wrestling. Uh, you were great on Horace and Pete. You talked to Louie lately? No. I, I see him at the cellar every now and then, but uh, I'm not as close with him as uh, some of my pals are. Okay. Okay. But, you know, I'm a fan. Uh, listener question. They want to know. Uh, you've been to Rochester a few times now. Have you stopped to get a garbage plate? No. And I, I've had it before. Uh, it makes me shit blood. Um, I don't need it. I get it. I know it's a local delicacy, but it's, it doesn't mean it's delicacy. good. 
whatever you want to call it. Like everybody, it's weird that that's you guys' claim to fame. Like you have Kodak and Bausch and Loam and Eastman and all these great things, but you're sure. like, gotta get a garbage plate. Sure. I don't get it. It's just bad food that everybody talks about. So I'd rather get a. You got great Thai here. I went to a Middle Eastern place yesterday. It was amazing. So I'd rather get that. All right. That's your answer. It's like saying, hey, you know, uh, Epstein's from here. You want to go meet him? Like, no. Just because he's from here, I got to meet him. I'd rather meet the uh, Mr. Perfect. There it who is. Who I'm sure is from the same place as Epstein. Mark, I've had a really good time talking to you. Oh, is that today. it? Yeah, man. I'm oh, like, wow. That blew, blew by. Yeah, man. Just wanted to have a little phone with you this afternoon because we know you have a show tonight. Oh, you yeah. You have two shows tonight. Chris Allen's going to be your feature yeah, act. And Chris guy. is amazing so uh you are in luck tonight rj purpura is going to be around i love that kid i do too cute kid so big shows four more left get your tickets now carlsoncomedy.com and uh, we're gonna be back in just a second with the drawing for new comic night and uh first we're gonna tell you about the shows we have coming up all right all right folks we have some big shows coming up here at the carlson this fall mark norman you just met him. Now you love him. He'll be here all weekend, 14th to the 16th. And you know who else will be as well? Our pal Dan Viola will be in the Rickles room. Next weekend, Gina Brillian will be here October 21st and the 23rd. You may know from America's Got Talent. Pete Corelli. Sebastian Maniscalco's coast is going to be here the weekend of Halloween. And Richard Ronovich will be here November 4th through the 6th. Mike Young will be here November 11th through the 13th. Bobby Kelly returns November 19th and 20th. Rob Campbell, our pal, will be here November 21st in the Rickles. And Thanksgiving Eve, one night only, Dr. Dirty John Valby. Earl David Reed will be back with us November 26th and 27th. And Russell Peters, big show, December 2nd through the 4th. Michael Rappaport, December 9th through the 11th. Just announced Dan Soder, February 3rd through 5th. And if you're excited for that, Bob Saget will be here February 10th through the 12th. Jeff Garland will be here April 1st and 2nd. And uh, those are the shows we have coming up here at Comedy at the Carlson. If you want to get some tickets, visit carlsoncomedy.com or call 585-4-COMEDY. All right, ladies and gentlemen, here we are, the moment of truth. In this jar are over 50 names of people who signed up to participate in New Comic Night coming up at Comedy at the Carlson next Friday, uh, the 22nd. It's a free show. So those of you who uh, just want to come watch a show, get out a little bit on a Friday, it's the only free show we do here at the club. So it's going to be a lot of fun. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to draw 20 names today, and those people will be performing. Now, as I draw their names, this will be the order they will be performing that night. So keep that in mind, those of you watching at home. Let's start this sucker up, shall we? Our first performer, the person who will bite the bullet for everyone on New Comic Night, Brent Tartino. Coming up second, Phoebe Coates. Phoebe Coates. Third place, Mr. Spencer Carr. Spencer Carr. What do we got next? Dave Mollahan will be number four. Sorry, trying to keep these organized so I have them for my notes later. All right, fifth place coming in. Ladies and gentlemen, Kevin Thomas. 
Kevin Thomas. Performing sixth is Jim Ha. That's a fun last name. Jim Ha, ladies and gentlemen. Dave Welker will be number seven. Number eight, Sarah Cannon. Sarah Cannon. Number nine will be Victoria Maldonado. Congratulations, Victoria. And number 10, halfway through, Kaylee Roderick. Congratulations, Kaylee. Just trying to make sure we shuffle these good. Coming in number 11, Gabby Garcia. Congratulations, Gabby. We'll see you next Friday. Number, uh, what are we, number 12, Rashad Atkins. Rashad Atkins. Number 13, Tim Powers. Tim Powers, congratulations. Mackenzie Porteous, number 14. Congratulations, Mackenzie. We have Scott Feibush will be number 15. Congratulations, Scott. And since I got two there, number 16 is going to be Scott Drew. Number 17 is going to be Ed Mello. Congratulations, Ed. What are we at now? Number 17? Number 18 is Chris Hasenauer. Congratulations, Chris. Number 19 is Greg Van Alstein. Congratulations, Greg. And last but not least, number 20 will be Ann McQueen. Those are our new comics who will be performing at New Comic Night. They're going to be doing their best three to four minutes of material for you. And the show is absolutely free of charge. So we hope to see you there next Friday night. And uh, we're going to be back next week with the Carlson cast with Gina Brillion. So stay tuned for that. And as always, act right, Rochester. We'll see you at a show. Thank you for being awesome and watching another episode of the Carlson cast. Don't forget, we're streaming live on Facebook and YouTube every Friday morning. You could also follow us on social media on Twitter and Instagram at Carlson cast. You can listen anytime on iTunes, Google Play, and we're now available on Spotify. You should also check out an amazing app called Laughable. And on the Laughable app, you can connect to your favorite comedians in a way you never thought you could before. Download it in the App Store and visit carlsoncast.com for information on more shows. And don't be a jerk. Rate and review.